concerned to have the attention placed on me and me alone okay well just to give some background we decided that to start our podcast journey we would do some thorough introductions so today's episode is going to be questions that i ashley have created for you tyler and you don't know what my questions are (laughs) um so that's part of the fun and um, my intention as the well, I know you don't. I don't want to say interviewer because we we intend for this to be conversational, but as the person getting to ask questions, is to just allow you to answer and not really have unless it's really critical for like a follow up question I'll ask. But otherwise, I'm just going to allow you to answer it and I'm just going to move on to the next. That's kind of how my intention is. Sure. Um, and we are also filming live on Tyler's Instagram so people can watch live today (laughs) or they can go back to your Instagram and watch it again okay Mm -hmm. with all that being said um, what we talked about in our short intro was coming and showing up authentically of how we are and how we are in each moment and before starting this podcast today um, I did something that triggered you so before I ask any of the juicy questions I'm gonna <laughs> have to ask you what about the cat licking milk out of the spoon which then dripped a few drips onto your rug triggered you to react in a way that I perceived as very dramatic <laughs> first I'll say what a brilliant question because this happened literally five minutes ago mm-hmm. um if I'm to reflect on the cat licking milk out of the spoon over my $300 plus cow pelt that covers our trailer floor, I would say that I experienced that situation as um, slightly irresponsible and childish because there was an um, inacknowledgement of something that I something that I care about which is this thing that covers the floor of our trailer, this pelt it's a beautiful pelt, if you're not looking at it, bummer sorry, maybe we'll post a photo sometimes but I had been looking for a cow pelt for a long time found it in Sedona on this beautiful trip I was, like, this is one of the most treasured things that I've recently bought I was so pleased and joyful in this purchase and Ashley, five minutes ago is standing over the cow pelt with a spoon of milk and is allowing the cat to lick out of the spoon and is very clearly in front of my eyes dripping onto the cow pelt at which point I reacted in a strong way 
and um, she experienced that as over the top and uh, that's where I stand and that's you know I, I owned my um, my reaction to that and I haven't gotten deeper into like you know what that could have meant for me um, you know what what is deeper for me in that trigger um, and there was also a part of me that was eager to get this podcast started so as I saw Ashley holding the spoon up with milk in it feeding the cat I was like let's go <laughs> we're, we're trying to do this and you're dilly-dallying and I'm eager to get this started so great question does that answer it I you mean know, you, whatever your answer is is the answer and there is no right and wrong and with that said wow, that's profound wisdom yeah and the <laughs> only thing I'll say is five minutes seems to not be maybe enough time to really understand what really triggered you but um, you <laughs> okay. told us the story and I appreciate that <laughs> yes it was a story that was my, my story <laughs> thank you mm -hmm. for entertaining me okay now that we've gotten this out of the way and I can try to let go of that moment um, w let's start here um, what is Tyler's elevator pitch if someone were to say like tell me something about you like what in a few sen short sentences would you say like what's most important to you what comes up who what's... are you what? Hey, hey Tyler like tell me about yourself Tyler elevator pitch? It's a pretty broad question. It I'm going to actually ask you to reframe it because that's... It's broad for a reason. So if I say to you, tell me about you, I want to know whatever it is you say is in my head, what I see as you thinking is most important about you or the most important things to know about you. So it's general for a reason. So, hey, like, tell, like I've never met you before or you're a friend of a friend and I'd like to get to know you. Like, hey, like tell me a little bit about you. Well, I'm just going to honestly say that I'm triggered by that question because okay. it's just annoying. <laughs> it's, it's fucking annoying. Like, uh, I want some specifics. Like, mm. I talk to everybody in a general sense. Like, I don't want to give a general overview of who I am. I, oh. I, I want to get into the depths of it. I don't elevator pitch anybody anything about myself. I, uh, I, I literally, like, when people ask me that question, like, so who are you? What are you doing? I'm like... Well, fuck, I do a lot of things. I am a lot of things. I don't know, and I know all of it all at the same time. <laughs> that, that, that's my answer. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to list off well, everything. Well, in this case, your answer's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I don't, like, if I listed all of the things I'm into and all the places that I've been, I'd be sitting here for, like, three hours just describing these little things to myself. you got to do better than that. Mm, I see how you really I'm feel. Turn, I'm turning it back on you. Okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, let's see if I can rephrase it. I There's no elevator pitch for Tyler. Okay, let go of the elevator pitch. Okay. Let go of that. All right, so that's gone. Um, hey, I just want to know a little bit about you. What, what do you do? Hey, like, hey, you're a friend of, like, a really important friend of mine. Like, we're hanging out. Like, hey, like, I want to know a little bit about you. Like, what what do you do, like, during the day? During the day. Mm -hmm. What do I do? I... Just think of me as a friend of a friend. Someone wants to get to know you, and they're just asking you to share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Yeah, on a day-to-day -day basis... My day looks something like um, waking up fairly early in the morning, always 
creating a very special blend of bulletproof coffee that I don't go without. Um, I really love making that that particular blend, so I don't. That's how my day always starts. And there will be some type of uh, meditation practice in there as well, usually of a Vipassana-looking style. Um, that particular style of meditation means a lot to me. Um, and then there is usually some sort of early morning personal training session that I um, will either go to somebody's house or tend to virtually these days because of COVID. So yeah, the day can look a lot like personal training and coaching. Um, I tend to have like a split shift schedule and have for like nine years. So I'll train people or work with people in the morning from anywhere between like six to noon. And then I have a break from around noon to about four, at which time I'll, I'll work again from four to seven ish. Um, my schedule has been like that for a long time. So I was always, I've always had a lot of free time in the middle of the day where I like to either walk my pup Porter I'll work out, um, and those workouts have shifted and changed a lot over the years, um, coming from CrossFit, uh, bodybuilding, uh, mobility, and now um, more therapeutic things uh, sprinkled along the way uh, for spine health and joint recovery, stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, so those sessions look really different these days as I take a holistic approach to the people that I'm working with and training. Um, as I said, I, I use for myself and for my clients a, a much more holistic and therapeutic approach. So, you know, every session looks a little bit different. I train people from, you know, the ages of, I think the youngest is 11 years old and the oldest is 80 years old. So it's a pretty, pretty huge gap in the, the type of people that I train. Um, and then, uh, you know, sprinkled throughout that day, I come across this pretty woman that sits across from me. Um, we hang out when she's not working, go on walks together here and there. And, um, you know, do fun things like podcasts together now. Um, And then, uh, you know, amidst all that, I'm cooking good food. So I'll try to cook myself a good lunch, a good dinner. Um, and, you know, what good means we can get into. That's more of like a nutritional conversation. But I eat pretty well and eat often. And that's what a day looks like. <laughs> good job. <laughs> that's not who I am. That's not. That's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, that's and there's a lot of little other things that are sprinkled in there. I read a lot, so I'm always, you know, I read a lot of my time during during the day. Journal, sauna, mm -hmm. blah blah blah. Well, we're gonna do our best to understand more of who you are oh, through God. a series of a variety. Please of questions. try. Please try to understand who I am. Great. Okay. So here's my first question. Oh, this is the first question. No, I no. thought you had two other questions before that. Oh, oh Or sorry. three. Um, okay. So those weren't I, real I, questions. I, no, those were real. Okay. They were this is the first it, real question. They very much ended in a question mark. Okay. Okay. So next question. <laughs> Pardon me with my language here. Uh, I would like you to talk about Tyler at 20 years old and Tyler at 30. You're 30. You're about to turn 31 very soon, <laughs> like in two weeks. Um, See, that's a good question. <laughs> thank you. I was definitely looking for your approval on that, my question. That was a good one. I hope you enjoyed 
yeah. the previous questions. Now we're getting to the real questions. Yeah. So if you, yeah. So maybe what you can put in the comments of this live video and repost it is right around eleven minutes. They could just we skip begin. everything and they <laughs> could just go straight to eleven minutes. Okay. If we they, begin yeah. at eleven. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. So yeah. Talk about Tyler at twenty and Tyler at thirty. Mm, a little general, but you get to tell us whatever you think is important. Wow. Um. I'd say that those two Tylers, that's that's a third of my lifetime difference. I just did math. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> so the last third of my life um, has been like, you know, uh, a really of me coming into who I really am or who I really think I am. And um, it's not that I wasn't a real thing, you know, from birth to 20 years old, but I was what I had been created to be. I was a program uh, via my parents, Robert and Tara. I was um, on a quest for approval um, from parent, parental figures, parents, women that represented parents. Um, and always trying to prove something up until then and you know even after that but I'd say like 20 years old was the absolute thick of my ego presence at that age I had um, come back from the University of Oregon after failing an entire year there I decided to stop wasting my parents money and come back to junior college and waste money at junior college while trying to play football because football had always been um, something that I had been striving to excel at. I was a really late developer, um, meaning I, I grew really tall and really skinny really quickly um, late throughout high school and um, probably didn't get a hair on my nutsack until probably 20 years old as well. Oh, I was so something new. I was a little, that's probably just a joke. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't recall, but I was a late bloomer. So um, even at 20 years old, you know, I, I wasn't done growing. I was, I grew until I was 25. So it was pretty wild, wild experience. And um, so yeah, at 20, you know, I was playing football at West Valley College in uh, Saratoga, Bay Area. And um, I was starting at quarterback that year, um, which was like the pinnacle of my football dreams. Like I always wanted to start at quarterback throughout high school, and I never did. I always wanted to go on to play at a big college, play quarterback. And um, not that junior college, especially West Valley, was you know a big college or a notable um, place to play football, but it was really what it you know it meant a lot to me to finally start at quarterback at that school and uh, I also began to date women that I really felt represented what I deserved um, you know women that I saw as like extremely attractive and way out of my league finally came into grasp for me so grasp finally in the grasp and you know I'm not sure naming names is appropriate I guess that's you know for the viewers to ask or the interviewer um and i was just partying a shit ton so i i spent a lot of time uh gaining weight and preparing for football around that age of 20 all my focus was in bodybuilding and football and girls and partying so 
drinking several nights a week, you know, football games on Saturdays, dating is, you know, however that looked at that time. And then now, um, so much of my life is just dedicated to finding what is most authentic to me and like, what is it for me? What's important for me to embody within myself and, um, using football or using women in relationships or using alcohol to delude my authentic self, um, back then has changed into, a, uh, an attempt and maybe even a letting go of, or at least a partial letting go of, of all the things that, uh, represent a false self to me. So like, you know, needing to be the starting quarterback, needing to date the prettiest girl, needing to be the life of the party and keeping up with my friends and drinking alcohol, all of those have gone away. And my values have just completely shifted into, to letting those things go and in being who I think I really am or, or at least being open to allowing my real self to, to shine through. And yeah, I mean, I'd say, like I said, because I was so egoically centered at that time, everything was about me, completely about me. Um, and now I'd say things are about me, but they're about me to an extent that I can serve and help others as well as I can. Um, and I just care about people more. I really do. Um, and the, I'd say the variety of emotions that I felt then compared to now is my, my emotional experience is vastly different. I, I think that aside from some superficial humor and, and joy, there wasn't much, um, satisfaction in life. I experienced a lot of anxiety, a little bit of a depression at that time. And now I just in really, really present awareness experience, like all of it, um, far less anxiety or depression, but when they do come up, I notice them and I'm, I'm aware of what's going on within me. Um, and love, I think love is certainly been a, a developed experience for me throughout throughout those years <laughs> nice yeah I and know. I'm like 35 times sexier now yeah definitely I mean I didn't know you at 20 but the beard helps just ask the girl I was dating at 20 okay. she'll confirm it okay give me her Instagram later okay okay well thank you for painting that beautiful picture I think it shows your growth and how people change or evolve <laughs> maybe uh okay why do you like so i in writing my questions i recognize that some of them are like um they come across maybe as like leading questions or whatever anyway it's okay because I wrote I'm, what I'm, I wrote. I'm gonna interview you second so yeah you're all you I, can I also to, answer it however you want to answer it i get to totally just ruin your life after this so love that's it fine. um what do you like about working in health and fitness? What do you like about it? Hmm. In health and fitness, does that include mental health? Sure. Or more? In health, okay, in health yeah. and fitness. So we'll just say holistic health. 
however you want to perceive it. What do you like about it? Yeah. So, hmm. What do I like about health? To me, health is health is a new doorway for people to step through. Um, I'd say, generally speaking, society is living in a state of disease, disease, um, heavy emotions, and pain, and fear. And to me, health, whatever form it looks like, is people stepping out of those things through a doorway that gets them to a new experience. And um, so, yeah, in whatever way that they're stepping through that doorway, including myself, that is the most important thing I could possibly imagine in working towards in one's life. because the healthier you are, or one is, the more benefit there is to anybody else experiencing you. And we live in a world of relationships. You have relationships with everybody and everything. So if you have a strong relationship to your own health and your own self, then your relationship externally to everything else will also be extremely gratifying. Bang, bang. Bang, bang. In the flip side of that coin, what would you say is the most <clears throat> challenging thing or about working in health and fitness? And I said challenging rather than saying dislike, but you can take that as however you will. Yeah. So in health and fitness, <laughs> um, hmm. there's a lot of sidetracks. Um, and there's just a lot of roadblocks for people. I'd say that the biggest thing, and you know, this goes for myself as well. When I say people, um, people get in their own way regularly. (laughs) And as a coach, as a guide, as a trainer, I am given the opportunity to lead somebody in the new direction. And when I put effort into guiding somebody into a new direction, um, into myself in a new direction, and then I get in my own way or they get in their own way to prevent their progress or prevent them getting to a happier place, it's like, fuck, this is happening again. The same things come up over and over again. I couldn't avoid the donuts. You know, we've talked about this how many times, you know, stop eating the donuts but you can't tell anybody anything it's not that simple people know this is a big thing that I, you know I, I come across a lot a late a lot like these days it's like everybody knows everything about what the right thing to do is meaning like everybody knows donuts are bad for you everybody knows um, sitting at a computer for eight hours a day these days is bad for you we know these things but we continue to do them and we don't make the positive changes because we're in our own way. I'm in my own way, you're in your own way. And that's the problem. And that's where health and fitness has turned into a mental and emotional approach for me because we have to work on our psychology, we have to work on the way we're thinking 
which is creating the way we're behaving to actually make like real progressive steps into beneficial and holistic health. Okay. I like it. Oh, and then in general, you know, um, aside like, you know, other frustrating things about working in health and fitness, it's, um, I work for myself. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm responsible for all new business. I'm responsible for people people coming and going, and I recognize that that's a reality of uh, people's commitment and also financial capabilities, right? So there's always a roller coaster of excessive business or recessive business, and you know that goes for every business. But um, I'm just working in a more intimate way. So when somebody decides to leave me and stop training or working with me in some way, it feels more personal because I have really personal relationships with all of my clients. So that could be hard sometimes. Um, and I also recognize that's just the reality of the business. And I also do my best to not take anything personally like that anymore um, because I know I'm always doing the best that I can and it's not always having to do with me. Right, so are they really leaving you, or are they leaving their commitment to themselves? Sure. Great question. Um, that one's rhetorical, because I have many others. Okay. <laughs> what do you do for fun? <laughs> Ooh, fun. Well, purely fun um, would be surfing, um, ecstatic dance, dancing in general, music. I really love that's been a newer thing for me. Surfing's been a newer thing for me of recent years. Um, you know, sports have always been like a really important part of my life. So it comes in the form of more individualistic things, snowboarding, surfing, um, skateboarding, things like that. Um, yeah. And then dance more recently has been a big one. Um, but in general with fun, like, self-development and working out you know things that people perceive as like you know maybe not so fun are really fun to me I find it fun growing I find it fun learning like I, I love to read so I'm constantly learning and I also recognize this as a part of myself that just um, wants to obtain knowledge in some way as well which is why so reading is fun to me but what part is really driving the, the need and desire to read mm -hmm which is interesting to consider. Mm -hmm. And then that could go, that could be said for everything, right? Why am I so drawn to sports? Well, there's a part of me that wants to be recognized through sports or prove to myself that I'm capable of something like surfing. Um, but I've really recognized that more recently and just being able to, to enjoy myself and not push myself so hard in reading, in um, snowboarding or, or surfing. Like I'm not really charging as much as I am trying to be present and just enjoy myself and relax as I'm doing those things because I used to push myself really hard in those things and it was less fun mm. um yeah I love spending time with my dog my cats my babe for the most part she's pretty fun sometimes she's not so fun usually about a week out of the month ha 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 but <laughs> mostly pretty fun and I um I've really come to grow and appreciate socializing. Real, genuine connection these days has have been really fun for me, and that's interesting to see my own maturity that way because I never really used to value 
consciously like social like real raw vulnerable social connection oh and i occasionally do some drugs but i wouldn't necessarily like say i do things recreationally like you might consider most drug use and i would actually say it's not really fun but the results of the growth from the psychedelic use that i work with to be fun yeah if you consider like yeah. your experience of growing fun then one of those avenues might be working with these sure different drugs or medicines exactly yeah. makes sense um okay this one this one's good you're, this is probably going to be your, one of your favorite questions um what is your favorite color <laughs> oh my god my favorite color <laughs> I really don't know. And that's all I have to offer. Okay. Great. Great job. Cliffhanger. Indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is something that is not fun for you? Mm. Well, I fucking hate cleaning pretty much anything. But if I could listen to good music or a good podcast, it's gotten more enjoyable for me. Um, what else? Did you say, what else do I not enjoy? Well, just what's not fun for you? Not fun. Not fun. Not fun. <laughs> not fun. <laughs> oh, you can just leave it at cleaning if you want. You don't have to say anymore. Like, uh, tedious work. Like, you know, Ashley and I are in this trailer. I'd say it was generally not fun for me to do, like, the the grunt work of, you know, setting the trailer up. Um, I didn't really like doing demolition and, and rebuilding. Like, I don't really like doing mechanical work like that. It doesn't interest me. I don't want to work on my own car. I don't want to do things like that. Um, I like working on bodies, my own body, other people's bodies. No, we're talking about what you don't like. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, relative. Like, I'll work on things, but I'm not working on cars. Oh homes or landscaping you know like got it i'm not not really into that stuff okay and i'm not like i'm sure there's many other things i don't like but <laughs> <laughs> what what's really relevant in this particular conversation <laughs> whatever you decide to share um okay where do you see your career moving into hmm well for context you've been I was just going to say where I've been compared to where I'm going um, so yeah my career has been you know very superficial from the beginning and in so at the beginning you know it was just pure personal training um, you know from the perspective of fitness and fitness only and losing body fat just for the sake of losing body fat not necessarily for health um, and it's shifted into, you know, holistic health, nutrition, mental and emotional approaches to, you know, the way we make choices and behave. And I've come to learn through my own self-development, like that plant medicines can be a part of that. Meditation is a big part of mental health. Um, you know, all these self-development tools are great, great tools. And, um, 
it's really hard to consider where my career is going to go because there's so many aspects of holistic health that I really enjoy and things that I want to offer. So what it is going to look like still eludes me, but I know that I'm going to be shifting out of fitness. And that will be hard for me because I've made a career of nine years up until this point very centered around fitness and movement um, without a you know depth per se. So I can say out of fitness and into a more holistic realm with more coaching, um, more medicine experiences, more meditation experiences, uh, more dancing and fun and play and somatic approaches to coaching. And um, yeah, raw vulnerability and all that. Like I want to stop beating around the bush. I want to get into the bush. <laughs> I was hoping you'd go there. Great. Cool. Alrighty. What excites you the most about traveling full time in this <clears throat> trailer? Well, I think it's going to be um, a really important test for our relationship, Ashley and I. Test. Fucking hey, I didn't know we were. I was getting tested. I was having a good time over yeah, here. Yeah, no, you're 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 getting put through the ringer of the trailer. Because mm. if I can't deal with you in the trailer for you know however long we do it, we certainly can't last a lifetime. Good <laughs> to wish, know. <laughs> I wish you could see your face right now. Good to know. <laughs> so, um, what was the question again? Well, I'm thrown off too. I'm thinking I better be on my best behavior over here. Uh, what excites you the most about traveling full time? Oh yeah, that trailer? excites me a lot. About the what? Full-time. What about it? What about? Yeah, just being able to spend time with you and really like go deep with you. Oh. And and learn what it's like to go through adversity and travel the world with you more. Wow. We've we've done it like you know off and on, but like this is like real life. Like we're going, we're we're doing, we're cre- we're co-creating something together in the podcast and in the travel. That's I've never cre- co-created anything with a partner before. So, wow. and then um, community in general, us finding and building community along the way, whether that's virtually or you know finding um, gyms and exact dance spaces and plant medicine communities and things like that all along the way um, will be really fun to me I think I'm going to meet we're going to meet a ton of great people Um, and uh, what else sounds really fun to me about that seeing the country I guess (laughs) it's not really like like I guess finding a place that I really resonate with sounds good to me like San Jose is not particularly that place the Bay Area is not particularly that place that I know of thus far so finding a place in the country that I really feel supported by and aligned with feels exciting to me as well yeah it sounds like um, your potential excitement that has anything to do with like the traveling and seeing places is tied to seeing new communities not necessarily like seeing the mountain range or something no, I mean, nature is a part of it, but I think that there has to be a good balance there. Yeah, well, yeah. you're just pulled to the community aspect. For sure. Yeah. <sighs> Lovely. Alrighty. What are you most attached to physically? 
and what are you the most attached to about yourself so like when I say physically in my head I'm thinking materialistically but I don't you know I don't want to pigeonhole you into that word because um, I want trying to make a difference between like attached to like outside of you and attached to about you hmm pretty good question i appreciate that one mm-hmm. yeah that question is at about 35 minutes in so you can keep telling your people 11 minutes 35 those are the questions <laughs> okay like. yeah. wow physical things so things like external things that i'm attached to i'd say to to an extent like things that i own well, uh, yeah anything externally it could be things you own that's what the materialistic aspect yeah. but whatever it is it could be me you're attached to me <laughs> i was literally gonna say i'm attached to you for sure in some way and you know any relationship there's an attachment yeah i, I mean, mean I, like if you think there's no attachment to your wife husband partner grandma you have an attachment to the relationships that you have mm-hmm. um i certainly do and so yeah i definitely have a, an attachment to you and my family and I have a strong attachment to my dog um, and all the things around me. I love my cats. I think I love my cats. I'm attached to them in some way. I love my sauna. I'm definitely attached to having my sauna. I really love my books. It's funny how I'm using the word love in regards to my attachments, right? What is love and what are attachments and what's the difference might be a good question to consider jot that down if you're listening (laughs) um yeah so my books mean a lot to me um i'd say as far as my physical self i'm attached to my abs as i can't recall ever having been without them and i know that sounds pretty egoistic and but i know that at some point they will not be on my body or at least visible and i i would have a a a projection into the future about myself that there might be some judgment of myself when I no longer have abs. Um, I know I, I value what they mean to me in some way. I am attached to my height. I'm attached to what I think about myself as being decent looking and charming in some way. I'm attached to myself being um, helpful. When it comes down to it, you know, if we're talking about the core type of what we are, if you're going based on Enneagram or, you know, the Myers-Briggs and stuff, um, I am very attached to being helpful to people as I am the helper. So when COVID came around last year and, um, you know, there was a time when I was working very little, I was so, like up in the air about what am I doing? Who am I? Like, I'm not doing what I've done for so long. Like I've been with people helping them for years and now I'm just by myself helping myself. And a big part of what I, where I find value in myself was, um, was shifted and brought to awareness for me. So I certainly have an attachment there to being helpful and I think that's my attachments I like your honesty appreciate it I am in an anxious attachment style mm. when it comes to relationships specifically romantic partnerships if mm-hmm. that means anything in regards to the question sure. so that means I experience you know um, women as being avoidant and in um, feeling rejected and 
always you know aiming to gain mom's approval in some way and um, affection I appreciated that answer. I like listening to that one. Okay. Glad to be of service. All right. What are you consciously working on to improve about self, about yourself? Is there like a theme that you are consciously aware of, of something that you're sort of working on, working through? Hmm. A really good question like core things about myself that I'm working on or working through <clears throat> because you have regular meetings with your coach and mm -hmm. you know you're always doing all these trainings and stuff to so is there any yeah well yeah I guess there's a couple things I'd say yeah let's say things that have come up for me recently have been um, me thinking that based on the, the amount of time effort, energy I've put into developing my spiritual and um, self growth path that in some way I have it more figured out than other people and I've recognized that I judge people around me that have not done these things as needing my help or in um, not really knowing what I know. And they, in some way, are, um, you know, these are my judgments, less than I am because... I've put this work in self-development and spirituality and they just haven't and they haven't figured it out quite yet. Um, so I've noticed that as being a, a, a separating point between me and, and other people, me and my and you, you know, where I am on my path and where you are on yours. It's hard for me to respect other people's paths that I project onto them as being less developed than mine. And that's a shameful thing to recognize because I don't want to um, experience anybody's path as less than mine or less or further along than mine because it doesn't really matter. I'm on mine and you're on yours and, you know, but we're also, you're sharing a path at the same time, but we're sharing and everybody's path is their own at the same time. So my path can affect your path and yours can affect mine but they each have to be stepped down on our own. What do you mean by that? Stepped down? S stepped on. Stepped on? Stepped down. I don't know mm -hmm. what I said. You have to walk your path, and I have to walk mine. Uh-huh. Um, and me judging yours doesn't help either my path or yours. No, but your awareness of judging my path yes. serves you in your journey. You know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like the awareness we, for sure. Right. Well, it just I mean, yeah. like I like just in listening to you know we have a shared path. Yes, in a, in a, in a way that that's true, but in a way, um, it's not in the sense that like I'm here and you're there, and whatever it is that I'm doing on my journey, and however it is you feel it's affecting you, like it's it's still your experience. Like those, however, it, whatever I'm doing over here that affects you is still like your path. Mm -hmm. I don't 
Yeah. There's just different ways to think about it. I mean, I agree with what you said and then just mm-hmm. other thoughts too. Yeah. Um, anything else that you yes. are working on? Yeah. This one's been big. My There's two like main things. Um, and I even recognize how there's fear in me in sharing this. So I'd say that I have a lot of fear around death and what it what it's kind of transformed a little bit but it used to be dying alone um you know and i've done a lot of work around like why that could be and you know i don't mind sharing those things at some point but fear about dying um certainly still grips me at, at certain points in time um so like you know a lot of the tools whether they be meditation plant medicines um you know, books, um, contemplating techniques, whatever, like a lot of it has to do with death and, um, what I fear to be on the other side of it really. And something that has helped me with that, that I've been putting a lot of focus on is non-dual perspectives on, um, spirituality really. And, um, I think that David Hawkins work has really helped me see and feel what, um, a life with the experience of God as love is. So I, I don't, I don't say like I've believed in God as a he or it as if I was Catholic or Christian or Islamic or whatever. It's not a, it's not an it like that. It's to me, everything, the experience of the world as we see it and don't see it is all God and is all love. And I realize this sounds hyper spiritual, which is why I was actually more afraid to share this than I was to share anything else because this is new for me and it, I, I can't say I can't honestly say I'm always in this state of um, feeling this reality it's really hard because the spectrum of emotions are, you know range from low to high and um, there have been moments where I feel completely at peace and connected with what I experience as source and there's moments where I feel as far away from it as I possibly could um, so yeah those teachings have really invited me to consider that that perspective on spirituality and reality and um, constantly reminding myself of aspects of um, what God and love means to me Sounds like you got a lot going on up there in that noggin. <laughs> Here and there. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's another thoughts-provoking question. It truly is not just about your favorite color. It actually is. Uh, what does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness is such a hot word right now. What does it mean to you? Hmm. Yeah, so... I was actually drinking water. 
Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, mindfulness. I actually hate that mindfulness, the word is on like every other magazine now. But, um, well, to me, mindfulness is awareness. Mindfulness is um, a state of presence and a connection to your perceptions. Um, and, you know, there's tons of different, you know, techniques to gather uh, mindfulness, probably a lot of different interpretations of mindfulness, but I'd say, like, you know, the, the clearer you are on your state being, like, your internal and external states, that's mindfulness. Okay. Great. Thank you. You're not welcome. <laughs> what do you like most about me? Oh, like? Yeah. I don't like you at all. I just love you. Uh, uh, wow. You know, I actually wrote this question down in my, yeah, you my did. book, you, too. You, you can say <laughs> <stupid little> fuck. <laughs> um, well, like, I mean, do you want to know what I like? Like, all the things that I like and love about you, you know, all add to similar things. Right? All right, yeah. How do we want to answer it? Love, like, what, what I love. What is it about me? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Gotta flip the script to bring some attention to Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I am a part of you, so we need to know about me through you. <laughs> you mean... No, Don't worry about that. Just answer the question. <laughs> know about myself in your presence? Sure. So what do you like about me? <laughs> okay. Um, well, what I love about Ashley is how she is completely and honestly always herself. I don't know if I've ever... Well, that's actually not true. There are moments when I've seen Ashley as being less herself, but it's very, very rare. It's usually only in the presence of... My family. I wasn't going to say that, but she hit the nail on the head. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's, you know... And as I'm sure we all are to some extent, I really shut down in front of my family. She, she definitely changes in some way in front of hers. Um, what I was saying was that she's almost always completely in raw, authentically herself. Um, and I really love that about her. She's not changing. She's not going to fake anything. She's always going to tell me how she feels. Um, so I, I feel like I know the person on a deeper level that I'm sharing life with. I know... I know who I'm in front of at all times because it's constant. And yeah, when you have consistency in authenticity, like it's character, like you're showing me your character always. Um, so that means a lot to me. And then, I mean, pretty fucking gorgeous. So that's cool. Stop. She is um, also pretty willing to step into the arena of self-development and chaos and spontaneity that I I kind of bring to the table um, you know I, I I feel like I'm into some pretty borderline fringe things <laughs> tantric massage uh, you know things like this you know definitely push her buttons and cause her to like really reflect on you know these new things that I, I bring to her awareness and um 
so she's just willing to dance with me in those challenges and um i appreciate her dancing with me in those challenges <laughs> you don't like the milk on the floor <laughs> <laughs> yeah see that's a version of her authenticity right there like, that was just great <laughs> um she has she has she has really great nipples and hey whoa i'm just saying like i really like her nipples and dad dad she has great teeth i don't know if dad will listen to this those are those are like things that add to the love (laughs) (laughs) oh god what else probably a lot of other things okay (laughs) (laughs) what you want I'm not oh, and her. Oh. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was going to say? Uh, my left big toe? You yes. already said feet. Um, I'm not going to say that that was my favorite question, but I'm not going to not say that it not wasn't. <laughs> think about that ten Is that times. a triple negative? Huh, you have to think that about that yes. one. I don't know. No, that means no. All right. What is important to you? in a romantic partner or relationship? Romantic partner in a relationship. What's important to you? Yeah, yeah, I heard the question. Just reflecting. Um, Well, a lot of the things that I just said, like, they have to have great nipples. Oh my good God. No, just kidding. Um, Yeah, so somebody that is willing to dance with me in the arena of self-development and growth and challenge and um mindfulness you know like i really appreciate and love somebody who's very aware of themselves and aware of their environment um i think people that frustrate me the most are the most unaware people so in a romantic relationship like i want my person to be aware aware of the world and, and me and themselves um, on a deep level and loving themselves is important because if they can't love themselves then they cannot love me or anybody else and a life without love is a, a big bummer yeah. um, I think that a commitment to the work with the relationship is hugely important I've been, I've had a history of avoidant women that like to run or just not acknowledge things. So Ashley is willing to do the work and and stay in the relationship and do the work that we need to do. And um, um, a healthy sex life is obviously important to me. And duly noted. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm a pretty sexual human, like decently sexual, I think. And, um, I think I can get bored easily um, in the bedroom, and um, so like I need a fair amount of stimulation when it comes to sex and um, some novelty in that as well. And I recognize those are parts of myself that are needy in some way or avoidant in some way in what real intimacy is. So intimacy intimacy in general like I need that in my relationship closeness vulnerability which creates intimacy and that's romantic relationships which is what I'm assuming yeah that was the question okay in any relationship I would prefer vulnerability and 
and real connection, not superficial jargon. Got it. And... So what I'm hearing you say is that the prostate stimulator brings a lot of value. Yeah, tons of value. Okay. <laughs> Get that thing in my butt. Alrighty. Mom, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> on that note, we're flipping the page. <laughs> and I do want to say that based on the time, we're going to keep going for the podcast, but we are approaching the one hour mark, which means that if the live video is in fact still going, I can't tell because the screen's black, Yeah. but they only last for an hour or so in terms of like oh, people, really? yeah, people, no, you just let it keep going, but, oh, jeez, uh, so oh, you look like an old man there. Uh, is it still going? No. Okay, so we'll figure out what happened with that. We don't know. I was just going to say if that was still happening or not, um, that they are going to only see part of it. All right. We don't know what happened. Anyways, technology, boring stuff. Okay. Um, this question, what do I mean by this question? Um, Good question. I, this is kind of a leading question because I feel like I kind of know exactly what you're going to say, but I'm asking, I'm asking so that you can share, but like, how do you encourage your clients? Questions. Like, um, I'd say the way that, um, I guess I'm giving up my secrets here. Encouragement can, I have a story that encouragement that can come through inspirational stories um, so, for example, like, if I tell a client of mine that Ashley and I experienced our first coaching call, and it looked like this, and it benefited us in this way, that is a relevant story to a person that might be experiencing marital hardship. And I tell them that story, and then that offers some inspiration to them, where they might you know, seek some sort of counseling or coaching or um, work to be done just like that. So if, subliminal messaging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neuro-linguistic programming, like, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I mean, um, I don't use those specific techniques, but like storytelling in general mm -hmm. can inspire people. And really, um, you know, who I show up, I should say how I show up as being is really like what I've come to learn the most. Like if I am a loving person, if I am fit and healthy, um, if I am presently aware and I have myself as figured out as possible, that is really the, the greatest gift and highest energy that I could offer any, anybody. And then there's questions, you know, in the form of coaching, right? Like I can, I can help somebody into figuring things out for themselves via a coaching protocol that is based mostly in the form of questions to help them discover more for themselves. Well, I appreciate that answer because I feel like in other contexts when I've asked you similar type questions or at least what, what I mean with it in my head, I feel like I hear you say like the, like you can't encourage people. People have to encourage themselves or like people have to show up for themselves basically is like something that I know that rings true for you because you've said it to me so I thought that my question was going to be that you were going to be like I don't. it does I mean that's what it comes down to yeah like there's things that you do and there's you tell stories and you ask questions but ultimately yeah. 
all of those things. Can you really encourage someone? I, I think from what I've heard from you is that that's come from them. Or yeah, I mean, these things, these different. things inspire the encouragement of themselves. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, we all inspire ourselves in the presence of others and what they represent to that's us true. and those things. So. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What are your thoughts on food? And after you say that, what are your thoughts on veganism? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, I think food is absolutely the um, most important thing to focus on on a daily basis. Um, Hydration and, you know, possibly some mindfulness along the way. Like, um, it's the only thing that we are dosing ourselves with regularly or not dosing ourselves with, right? So sun is up there, water is up there, food is up there. And in the form of like what we actually consume uh, for our bodies. And um, you get energy from, you know, all three of those and they all kind of help each other run your body obviously other things so if you are poisoning yourself with any of those um, then you're at a serious disadvantage of being happy being healthy being out of pain all the things Um, and you know I'm not a big science guy I'm not going to get into the details and science of what kind of research is being done on the gut and how it leads to you know mental disorders and um, certain negative emotions and whatnot, but what you put into your stomach greatly affects your mind, and vice versa. If your mind, you know, is in a wrong place, it also affects your stomach as well, and also affect your food choices. So there's not one versus the other; they they all affect each other. So it's very important. I put a lot of emphasis, as you've come to learn <laughs> from uh, the beginning of our relationship, on eating really well majority of the time. I eat in and out burger. I do it every once in a while. Road trips. So, you know, I'd say, right? I'd say I'm like 98 too. No, I, you would say you're 80 20. No. I told you you're more 95 5. Yeah, 95 5. <laughs> in, uh, in the uh, good health food choices versus mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. And I right. eat chocolate, you know, I eat chocolate like at night, but it's like, you know, as healthy of a chocolate as you can get, I think. Sounds like rationalization for me. For sure. <laughs> And then uh, veganism. Well, I'll first say, I really respect anybody's choice to make a step in the right direction for their health and what they perceive to be the right direction for their health. And also the fact that it takes a lot of discipline to make any sort of dietary choices and limitations is really hard. So it, it certainly takes a certain type of person to step into that kind of challenge, which I, I love and respect. And then I also have strong beliefs about, you know, the way humans evolved. Um, so to me, my body, your body, all of our bodies are, are here in this present day for a particular reason. And we evolved with the brains that we have, the bodies that we have, the way that we are now because we ate meat. And that's it. It's simple. Um, there's really no other rationalization other than that necessary. 
I understand the points of veganism, you know, as from a, a moral and ethical perspective. Um, killing animals is actually very sad to me. I killed a turkey last year and ate it and I cried. Um, I get very sad when it comes to harming animals in general. I also contemplate frequently, like, you know, can I unconsciously put animal meat into my mouth that I've had no connection with or reverence for? When you're hunting your own food, which I've grown up doing, it certainly puts into perspective, like, you taking another thing's life, and there's a process, and I'd like to have reverence and respect for that, but, you know, the frequency of that happening is just not high, it's pretty low, so, yeah, there's some unconscious food consumption on my part, as there is on most people's part, and I don't necessarily like that, I'd like to respect my food a little bit more, and, uh, oh, about, you know, generally speaking, what... <laughs> Uh, vegan um, food users, people that choose veganism, like um, vegans. <laughs> vegans, yeah. You're not just a vegan. I get it. Um, I, I, you're a human being. You are defined by your vegetables. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you you can't expect to eat, you know, cereal and almond milk you know, and be healthy, like, you, you can't eat shit food that is not animal product-based and expect to be healthy, so a lot of people do it wrong, in my opinion, there are, are better ways to do it, so do it the right way, do it, or do it right, or, or don't do it, <laughs> do it right, or you suck, <laughs> let's be a little less politically correct here, you suck, we don't like you, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, if you're vegan, you're cool, whatever, it's it, fine, it, oh, in the we past, eat, you don't, it's fine, in whatever, the, in the past, I've certainly had harsh judgments, yeah, so, yeah, there was literally someone at the farmer's market the other day, he was holding, he had a mask on, he was holding a monitor, and the video footage was of cows being killed, we don't know that they were being killed. They were going through a manufacturing, like a processing. It was. It was. Re- a cow processing re- it was plant. in relation to that. It was to, sad. Yeah, I didn't watch it. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you like most about your mom and your dad, and what do you like least about them? For the record. I wrote down similar questions as well. I thought you might. Well, mom and dad, (laughs) firstly, I'll say for them and for the viewers that um, we make judgments on our parents based on our experiences of them, and our experiences of them are just our experiences. They're our stories. So... I have stories about my parents, Ashley has stories about her parents, and that's shaped and framed the way that we perceive them now or act around them now, right? So there's context for how I approach that kind of question. Um, like least and most? Oh, there's the cats arguing in the background. You can totally hear it. You said like least and Sorry, most, Sorry, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you like most? Start, start there. Okay. So what, what I like, like most least? about my mom is that she is... Um, just so kind she's just like one of the kindest people in the world to everybody like I, I really don't think she has a mean 
bone in her body. Um, she's super, super caring in that way. And I've never seen anything different. So I really, really respect that about her and appreciate that. Um, I mean, that's probably like the most important, most thing you like the most the thing yeah the thing that I like the most there's a lot of other things that I like about my mom I'll just leave it at that the thing I like the most about my dad and this is a tough one for me to answer I've had a hard experience with my dad but my my the way my dad really shows up or when I when he shows up as himself, really. He is a very enthusiastic, fun, loving guy. Um, but those moments have certainly decreased over the years, which is, you know, a point of friction, a point of sadness for me. Um, but when he is that way, that's really what I see and appreciate most about him. And then least. Um, hmm. I experienced my mom to be, hmm, oh, this is a tough, tough you thing can, to say. You can make a hamburger, so you can say this, and then you could say something else nice. If I mean, it, like least and most is fine. I mean, they would say something about me if they were asked the question as well. This yeah. is raw and honest. Like, I get it. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for me. It's going to be hard for them to hear. It doesn't mean that you don't love them. You love your parents. <laughs> yes, and you're going to answer the same questions, so. <laughs> um, I've experienced my mom to be stuck and frozen oftentimes. Um, my mom knows, you know, what to do to um, help herself be healthier. She, um, you know, I don't know. I just feel like she doesn't take the steps to to get herself out of, into a happier place um, or to address conflict. Really that, that, you know, everything is, every choice is some sort of conflict, right? Whether it's talking to your own father in a vulnerable way and, you know, ask hard questions of your dad that you, you're curious about um, or to address certain topics within a marriage that, are really difficult and have serious hard conversations. I think that conflict uh, is hard for her, and um, as a result, she gets stuck in in suffering. And then, uh, what I like least about my dad is that he is, um, in some ways, um, attached to his own suffering and makes himself physically broken through, um, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, knee replacements, hip replacements, you know, all of the replacements. He is constantly physically broken in some way. And the way I perceive the world is that we make ourselves a certain way, um, you know, based on what we think we need. So, he is very attached to the suffering he's experiencing and making himself broken for some reason, which I haven't dove into for him because it's his, his reality. But, um, yeah, yeah. That's hard for me to see about him. And I've noticed myself go down a similar path when I was younger as well. 
to mimic my, my father's strategies. So. Right. Sorry, mom and dad. We got shadows and lights, and I love your shadows and I love your lights. We well, have these shadows. are what your your experiences. This is yeah. this is your judgments. I've, sh I've, shadow, I've shared. I'm not saying that you haven't shared with them, but I'm I'm saying these are yours. Like you take ownership. Yeah, I said that. that already. Yeah, I'm just adding that. What's the perfect day look like for Tyler? Hmm. The perfect day for me looks like these days waking up at about seven and ideally my sauna would already be heated up and I would go sit in my sauna and put it on a smart timer. I've tried. It's just not working. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would go straight into the sauna at 7 a.m. and I would sit in there for an hour. I would meditate the first half hour. I would read for the next 15 minutes, some, some book that I'm reading in there. And then I would listen to really loud music and jam and scream and dance in the sauna. Get out, take a cold shower. At which point Ashley would have already made my perfect blend of bulletproof coffee and she would serve it to me on a golden platter. <laughs> and then after that, I would probably go to work for three to four hours straight. What? And that would be like, you know, 9 a.m. to noon or one. And, um, you know, the work would look, you know, you know, fun, fun for me. It'd be like different than just personal training sessions, as I described earlier about my interest shifting into more coaching, more somatic approaches, more fun dance, things like that. Um, and then after that, I would, you know, eat some food, eat some good lunch, you know, maybe go surfing, maybe go to ecstatic dance in the evening, you know, eat a great dinner with Ashley, watch Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, one of my favorite shows something that we enjoy to watch and then go to sleep at like 9 p.m. Sounds like you actually have a lot of perfect days because that sounds like like a good day that you have. Yeah, I have a lot of great days. Good. Yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> What's your perfect outfit? Ooh. Winter or summer? Perfect. Hmm. It's got to be my gray Lululemon sweatpants with the green light hoodie. and Also from Lulu. Also from Lulu <laughs> with this blue tie-dye shirt on underneath. And, and then after that, you know, some high stand socks and some Vico barefoot minimalistic shoes. Or actually, I would be barefoot if it was warm enough, but... Good to know. Why are you curious about non-monogamy slash open? Mm. Why wow. are you curious? Mm. In relationships up until this point, I think that um, I've noticed that, you know, as relationships go longer and longer... I feel myself to be less fulfilled sexually. So up until now, I feel 
Yeah, I think your and I's relationship has probably been been the best. But we've you know been exploring different things. Um, I yeah, I find myself very attracted to other women sometimes, and there is a physical urge on my part to actually experience other attractive women and I also recognize that that is a primal physical urge and maybe my newer developed human brain might be able to overcome those impulses so there's like a a rationalization and contemplation around like do I give in to these primal desires or do I recognize them just as I recognize the desire to want to eat a donut and do I not eat the donut you know Mm. so there's that recognition Mm. and um that was like originally why I was most interested in it like you know physical desire and more recently with experiences that we've had I've come to realize that there's a little bit more to it there's more of just an interest in really an allowance of reality if I find somebody to be interesting that is also a woman and I want to get to know the person, then I want to get to know the person without the fear of this person being a woman. I'm in a monogamous relationship. I don't get to know this person because monogamy says you don't get to, to learn about this other human because you're in a committed relationship already. And maybe that's intimate, sexually intimate, Maybe it's intimate without sexuality. Maybe it's just sensual. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know what these things are, but the point is, is that whatever I feel to be calling me in a real way, an authentic way, authentically being interested in somebody, not superficially being, you know, like, oh, I want to fuck you because you're hot, blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to get to know you thing. Like, I want to be able to, like, explore that. And, um... from the other perspective that's more of like the person that's seeking outwards I think it will be a really fantastic lesson for me to experience my partner experiencing somebody else not in my presence because as we said earlier we all you know I have attachments to Ashley I've had attachments to partners um, and I have a story that as we um, melt our attachments or shift our attachments in different ways it it could be another valuable lesson okay thank you going for a long time now yeah we are maybe you could make your answers a little shorter is it my fault yeah (laughs) i'm trying to be comprehensive feel feel a little bit more concise all right i do have a few more questions so but and uh we have i mean I have time in terms of my day. That's fine. Okay. What do you think I need to work on? Now, be concise. <laughs> if you could just be short and like, sweet about this. I feel like the, this is funny. I feel like we have like similar questions. S- like I have at least three or four of the well, same Well, of course. We live together. We talk about the same shit. <laughs> we share wavelengths. Yeah. And this is something that we've just talked about anyways. That so. you have to work on. What do you think I need to work on? This is even hard. This is like the hardest question. Um, there is a right and wrong answer. 
Well, it comes down to a shift in focus to yourself. And there's a lot of things that fall within that general description, but what I believe to be helpful for Ashley's story that I have for Ashley's growth is that she spends more time focusing on herself and in the ways that serve her, really. And um, I think that you have... Uh, just been so focused on your career up until this point and proving something through your career that that your physical health has taken a backseat and um, I think if, if a shift of focus into more of the the health arena would be beneficial to you well, I'm super triggered by your answer. <laughs> uh, and I'm also not surprised by your answer. Oh. And I will... Uh, I appreciate your uh, perspective. <laughs> and I will take that into consideration. <laughs> you accepted that so gracefully. Made a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, Blue agrees with me, by the way. Oh, yeah. She's... She's so cute. Stop it, Blue. Um... Oh, uh, what would you change about your life right now? Wow. Change about my life. I don't think I would change anything in my life except for the number in my bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And, you know, when you take the perspective of everything that everything is happening the way it is for a reason, like this is all meant to be a part of my experience, like, you know, I wouldn't change anything. Um, And I recognize that all the things that were undesirable in the past for me served me, right? Like I learned from them. So it would be delusional and irresponsible to say, I I don't want any of this hardship now, right? Because then I'm not learning anything. But you know part of me is like yeah if I just had you know enough money to just not worry about money then I would really be able to devote myself to all these things without the stress of of making money I would really love to be able to help people without needing their money mm-hmm. like really I would I want to just be there for my clients for the people that want my help for my family my family doesn't pay me but like the i want to meet people and not need their money by them paying me for my services mm-hmm. so that would be really cool yeah I, and just be you know obviously being limited and doing some things that i really do like all the things i think i would want to do so I don't, i'm not sure what other things money would buy me yeah i'm just a bigger ring for me yeah sure <laughs> Which means so much to me. More spurgles? I want to be able to go like this and blind you. Oh, good. I'm kidding. This is not about me. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> I'm joking. I know. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um, what <laughs> skill would you like to learn? Hmm. I would really love to be able to read people's minds. Uh, I thought you were just going to say play guitar, but yeah. No. <laughs> um, there's a few that come up for me. One is um, to be multi-orgasmic. Right Two on. would be able to lucid dream. Three would be able to play some sort of instrument. Um, what okay we're getting close to the end this is good what are you currently struggling with mm, I think I'm currently struggling with the, the milk on the floor sorry the um, reduced privacy of our setting mm -hmm. these days mm -hmm. Very rarely get alone time, and that's pretty hard. I would love some more alone time and space for myself. Mm -hmm. um, struggling with, struggling with. I mean, you don't have to add anything else. That one's good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Great. I, I think of anything else. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you're obviously always a big pain in my ass, but like, you know. Yeah. That's why it's I not, tried to it's cut not you a, off. It's not a real struggle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. Um, so, what journey are you embarking on next? Or do you hope to embark on next? What's next? What journey? Journey is next. What's today? 329. <laughs> um, man, this year is just full of journeys. Hope to or am? Whatever. What are you... What, my, I wrote down, what are you embarking on next? Mm, yeah, so the next journey I'm embarking upon is doing um plant medicine dieta in peru in may for a couple weeks i'll be dieting tobacco and another plant that i'm unaware of at this moment i've never done a plant medicine dieta i've only worked with ayahuasca before but this is the same um amazonian kind of tradition around using plants for knowledge working with plants for knowledge not using or abusing, working with. So I'll be in isolation and fasting and working with these plant medicines every night for two to three weeks in Peru, in the Sacred Valley, with Jason of the Universe Within podcast. If you guys want to check him out, listen to things about that, shout out. Nice plug. I hate when people do shout outs on podcasts, by the way. <laughs> but he's a great teacher. Yeah. Um, what are your hopes for this podcast? Mm. My hopes for this podcast is to, to log our journey, like, you know, our relationship journey, our trailer journey uh, around the country. Um, yeah, hopefully we get to interview some great people and co-create some great conversations and Maybe it'll open some doors that create more connection yeah. and entertainment. Great. And discovering parts of myself, like I'm doing this. Like, I mean, having questions posed to you, like I, 
I'm being interviewed. It's not what we're going to be doing for our podcast, but I'm sure there's going to be things that I learned along the way that I'm like, had no idea to consider. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, any last words? Anything else you want to share? Uh, opinions about the questions? Um, opinions about your answers? Anything else that I didn't ask you that you want to say? Now's your opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, I, I. Well, that's all the time we have for. So. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to say. I think that uh, I'm appreciative that I got to explore more about myself in your presence, and you asked some good and stupid questions that, you know, pose some interesting and not interesting thoughts <laughs> um, I'm, excited. Stupid thoughts? I'm excited to interview as you as well mm-hmm. I'm happy I get to go second because I'm gonna fuck you up mm-hmm. in the best way nice lovely and um, yeah <laughs> good so um, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your deepest darkest fears and thoughts as <laughs> much as the questions prompted you to mm-hmm. and um for all the people out there listening this you know is only our second episode so if this was boring to you please stay tuned because i'll be next <laughs> <laughs> we're interviewing me next yes we'll get to some <laughs> truly entertaining things about right ashley right right we'll get to some good stuff guys so you know just hold tight you know be patient i'm totally joking obviously I, I, please trust me when i say the questions that i have for her are gonna light her up Woo! I'm ready to be on diet. All right. Um, thank you all so much. Um, journey doses. <laughs> on that note. Journey doses with Ash and Ty. Is there anything we should say? See you later. See you later. Alligator. <laughs>